98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says there are no plans to further use the emergency law that brought in the mask ban. The MTR says stations will close at 8pm today to allow more time for repairs following vandalism over the long weekend. And Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing says it won't go ahead with its bid to buy the London Stock Exchange. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says there are no further plans to use the Emergency Regulations Ordinance after the government invoked the measure to bring in an anti-mask law into effect from Saturday. The move sparked outrage with mass protesters taking to the streets in defiance of the law. For the weekly Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam said careful consideration will be given if it were to be used again. The only prerequisite or the only condition is to achieve the objective of ending violence and restore law and order in Hong Kong. But of course that's a matter of degree. So when we will judge that we need to invoke the Yao-O is not something that I can uh, say categorically now because we are faced with such a changing uh, situation. So uh, what I can assure you that uh, the government will take a very serious uh, view and very careful assessment before the ELO is to be uh, invoked again. But an academic from the Chinese University, Wilson Wong, believes the anti-mass law is only the first step and that the government will use the emergency regulations ordinance again before the district council elections. Professor Wong says he thinks a partial curfew will be imposed at popular protest area. Internet restrictions, he thinks, are less likely. I think they may be reluctant to really regulate the internet because that will affect the status of Hong Kong as an international financial center. But for some other measures like uh, imposing a curfew, or they may not impose a territory-wide curfew, they can just do it in a certain district. Uh, for example, uh, Prince Edward Station, in which there are almost a protest daily outside the police station. For certain measures that are not going to affect the status of the Hong Kong as an international financial center, government will be much more willing to adapt those measures. The Legislative Council will be on Amber Alert when it resumes a week tomorrow, meaning all people who enter the LegCo complex at Tamar will be required to go through security screening. LegCo President Andrew Leung said, in addition to the policy address by the Chief Executive Carrie Lam, there's a backlog of bills and funding requests. He called on the public not to stop the council from operating normally. Obviously, this is a new session to start. As I mentioned, there are still many bills, a lot of uh, uh, the finance committee applications that will benefit you know, citizens and also SMEs as such. By stopping uh, LegCo to function normally, that would be detrimental to Hong Kong as a whole. So I will appeal all members of the public whether your views is different or from the government or not, I think please let LegCo to go on normally. The council's previous session was cut short in July after the storming and damage of the LegCo building by anti-government protesters. Hong Kong struggled to get back on the rails this morning as offices and schools reopened after a three-day holiday that saw widespread violence and the closing down of the entire MTR system. There were huge queues for train and bus services in some areas as around a dozen stations remained close for repair. The railway operators will also be ending services early at 8pm tonight to fix broken facilities. Joanne Wong has more. Queues 
were stretching out of Tuking Link Station during the morning rush hour as it became the only functioning station in the district. Chengkwano, Hanghao, and Polam were among the stations shut for repair work following the long weekend's protest vandalism. Wiping the sweat from his brow, Chengkwano resident Mr. Lam said he'd walked from his home to Tuking Link for the train. He said the situation has shown that there was something wrong with the transportation planning in his area with residents heavily reliant on the railway network. Ernest Fong was another train commuter affected by the Chengkwano station closure. He said it took him extra time to travel to Central. Yeah, there are a couple of stations that are closed, so to expect some, um, maybe 20 or 30 minutes of delay thereabouts. But uh, generally speaking, it's fine. Understandable, but I think they're trying their best to resolve the situation here. Those opting to take road transport also encountered difficulties because of a higher demand and broken traffic lights. Some bus passengers at the Chengkwano Station Public Transport Interchange reported having seen several full buses leaving before being able to get on one. On the Hong Kong Island side, a commuter who gave her name as Winnie says she didn't encounter any problems when she traveled to Diamond Hill to Central, but the early closing of the system was another matter. Looks like because there are holidays a few days before, so less people maybe for this week, but um, I think eventually it will be recovering, but uh, no MTR after 8 o'clock is a disaster. She says she's planned to leave work earlier because of this. Polam as well as Taipo Market stations reopened just after noon. Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing says it won't go ahead with its bid to buy the London Stock Exchange. End of a deadline tomorrow to go hostile and to make an improved offer. Janice Wong reports. In a statement, HKEX said it hadn't been able to engage with the management of the London Stock Exchange Group over its nearly 40 billion US dollar bid, and so decided it wasn't in the best interests of HKEX shareholders who pursued its proposal. Under UK takeover rules, it's not permitted to make another offer for six months, unless the London Stock Exchange changes its mind. Parent company LSEG, meanwhile, is pursuing its own $27 billion deal to acquire US financial data provider Refinitiv, which HKEX wants it to drop. Some LSE shareholders had reportedly wanted a higher HKEX bid, while there were also concerns over monopoly fears and getting approval from regulators. U.S. Commerce Department says it's adding 28 Chinese organizations to a blacklist over their alleged involvement in abuses against Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang. Department said the organizations had been involved in Chinese repression. Here's the BBC's Karishma Vaswani. What the U.S. Commerce Department has done is it's limited the ability of these Chinese technology firms in the province of Xinjiang from getting access to American tech. Because from now on, any American company that wants to sell to these US, uh, Chinese tech firms will have to get an export license from Washington. Remember, this is the same list that China's national champion Huawei was placed on on national security concerns earlier this year. This time, the U.S. is saying this is over human rights violations in Xinjiang. But the Chinese are very likely to see this as a way, again, by the U.S. to clamp down on China's ambitions to become a technology powerhouse. 
President Trump has urged a humane solution in Hong Kong, but said the crowds protesting against the government are smaller. He also remarked on what he called the great people over there, saying they're flying the American flag. But he avoided expressing support for the protesters and questioned whether they were losing steam. He said crowd numbers had dwindled from 2 million at the start. In mid-June, organisers said 2 million people joined a rally to protest against the government's attempts to change the extradition laws. And President Trump has been defending his decision to pull U.S. troops out of northern Syria. But he repeated his warning to Turkey not to take advantage of the withdrawal. Turkey is planning a long-threatened operation against Kurdish forces across the border. But Mr. Trump warned he would decimate the Turkish economy if Ankara went off limits. He told journalists he wanted to bring American troops home. Everybody respects our country again. If we want to go in, if we have to go back for any reason because bad things happen, but we're 7,000 miles away. These ISIS people, whatever you want to call them, these people are right there. They're right there. They're touching many of these countries that I just named. Iran, as an example, hates ISIS, and ISIS hates Iran. Iraq, you know all about that. Turkey, Syria, let them take care of it. Let them take care of it. We want to bring our troops back home. The Ministry of Defence in Turkey says it has completed all preparations for a possible military operation into northeastern Syria. In a post on Twitter, the ministry also said it was essential to set up what it described as a safe zone there. The Kurdish-led SDF has described the US move as a betrayal. The BBC's Olegarian is at the Turkish-Syrian border. There's no doubt that across the border in Syria, the Kurdish forces, the Syrian Democratic Forces, are feeling extremely vulnerable. And they have made it very clear that they feel like they have been abandoned by the U.S. And they have fought hard, extremely hard, made very many sacrifices and suffered heavy losses to defeat the Islamic State group. And they have said today they feel that all of that progress is being put in doubt. And that if there is a Turkish operation, as everyone expects, this could give IS sleeper cells a chance to regroup and also even to recapture some of the territory that they've lost. Further details have emerged of the European Union's objections to British proposals for changes to the Irish backstop in the Brexit withdrawal agreement. Here's the BBC's Adam Fleming. Chief among the concerns of the EU's negotiators is a British proposal referred to as Article 1A. It would commit both sides to never introduce checks on the Irish border. On the surface, difficult to argue with. But if the Stormont Assembly is given a veto over the new backstop coming into force and there are no guarantees of what checks the UK would carry out on goods heading to Ireland, then it's an intolerable loss of control as far as the EU is concerned. The team from the European Commission were so nonplussed by this suggestion, they had to ask the British if it was a mistake. It wasn't. Researchers in the United States say they discovered 20 new moons in orbit around the planet Saturn. Their discovery puts Saturn ahead of Jupiter as a planet with the most moons. Scott Shepard led the research at the Carnegie Institute. We took images with uh, one of the most powerful uh, survey telescopes in existence. We took these images a few years ago, but uh, computer power has advanced in the last few years and our computer algorithms have also advanced. So we put these uh, new ideas to uh, some old data and we're able to pull out uh, 20 new moons of Saturn. Uh, they're very faint moons, they're, they're fairly small, three to five kilometers in size, but they were all there in the data and we we're able to pull them all out. Stocks and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,996.
that's 178 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $47 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.37 yen. Euro stands at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 64 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Cheung. We start with gymnastics. Hong Kong's Shek Wai Hung is closing in on a place in next year's Olympic Summer Games. The two-time defending Asian Games champion reached the final of the men's vault competition at the World Championships in Stuttgart, Germany. Shek sits in third place after eight rounds of competition. He'll celebrate his 28th birthday on Thursday before the final round gets underway on Sunday. A place in Tokyo 2020 will be his if he holds on for a top three finish. Now, the New York Yankees are the only team on Monday night to punch their way through to the next round of the Major League Baseball playoffs. They beat the Minnesota Twins 5-1 to complete a three-game sweep. The Yankees now progress to the American League Championship Series, where they'll play the Houston Astros or the Tampa Bay Rays. After dropping the first two games in the best of five, the Rays hit back at the Astros to stave off elimination. More from our U.S. sports commentator, Ray Jovanovich. They crushed the Astros today. Final score, 10-3. to By the fourth inning, Tampa Bay already had put eight runs on the board, and that was just not possible for the Astros to come back. Zach Greinke, who has been a superstar, who's been a Cy Young Award winner for the best pitcher in baseball, just couldn't get it done. You're going to have to go back to Verlander and maybe Garrett Cole again, but still expect Houston will, uh, will win that series. One game setback, no big deal. The National League Division Series will both go the distance after wins for Washington and St. Louis. Ryan Zimmerman's three-run blast in the fifth inning broke the game open in Washington's 6-1 win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Max Scherzer struck out seven over seven innings to record his fifth postseason win. Yadier Molina was the hero in St. Louis. He hit a game-tying single in the eighth and a walk-off sacrifice fly to win the game in 10 innings for the Cardinals. They beat the Atlanta Braves 5-4. And we finish with a note in cricket. England's national team have a new head coach. Chris Silverwood has been hired to replace Trevor Bayliss, who led England to the World Cup title earlier this year. Silverwood wasn't spoken about seriously, but he's been the pace bowler coach for England. The former South African coach Gary Kirstein had been the hot favourite for the England job. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says there are no plans to further use the emergency law that brought in the mass ban. The MTR says stations will close at 8pm today to allow more time for repairs following vandalism over the long weekend. And Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing says it won't go ahead with its bid to buy the London Stock Exchange. News from RTHK. Drivers should always keep an appropriate distance from the vehicle in front for safety's sake. Under adverse circumstances, like when the road is wet, drivers should allow for more time to slow down and stop to avoid traffic accidents. To drive safely, the Road Safety Council reminds you, keep at least a two-second distance from the vehicle in front. A sunny morning. 
the smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. Tuesday. It's the 123 show, and I'm Cruz McCalligan with you today until 3 o'clock. Huge muchas gracias to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. And hey, it's not all bad news, right? I mean, do you hear about those moons and Saturn? That's a positive. Lots of moons. Something to be optimistic about. We've got a great program for you today, though. We're going to be starting with a dive into the fascinating world of groupers, the fish, with marine biology and ecology professor Yvonne Sardozzi from HKU. They may look ugly, but they're really interesting. Then we're going to chomp through a quick Tuesday report from Andrew Dembina. He was chatting to James Sharman, the chef from the Lea in um, the, the Lea restaurant, about mod British cuisine. I don't know anything about that, so I'm excited to learn. And then at 2.30, we're going to be joined in studio by Dr Lorraine Chow, who's going to be chatting to us about Breast Cancer Awareness Month and what the big deal is about them anyway. Um, but for now, this is Sean Mendes and If I Can't Have You. I can't write one song that's not about you Can't drink without thinking about you Is it too late to tell you that Everything means nothing if I can't have you I'm in Toronto and I got this view But I might as well be in a hotel room, yeah It doesn't matter cause I'm so consumed Spending all my nights reading texts from you Oh, I'm good at keeping my distance I know that you're the feeling I'm missing You know that I hate to admit it But everything means nothing if I can't have It's not about you, can't drink without thinking about you Is it too late to tell you that everything means nothing if I can't have you I can't write one song that's not about you Can't drink without thinking about you Is it too late to tell you that everything means nothing if I can't have you I'm so sorry that my timing's off But I can't move on if we're still gonna talk Is it wrong for me to not want half? I want all of you, all the strings attached Oh, I'm good at keeping my distance I know that you're the feeling I'm missing You know that I hate to admit it But everything means nothing if I can't have you I can't 